You are listening to the Fire Hour. Hi guys, what's up? Uh, my name's Tommy Lair, and this is the Fire Hour. I'm here um, with Braden Meyer and Blake Pfeiffer, and we're going to be uh, doing a few podcasts here and there. So hope you guys enjoy them. Um, we're going to be going through a lot of stuff. Uh, let me go over to uh, Blake to talk about what we're going to be covering here on Fire Hour. Thank you, Tommy. Um, pretty much on this channel, we are going to be doing, or on this podcast, uh, we're just going to be uh, talking about current events, um, interesting facts, cringy moments, cringy videos, uh, pop culture, SJW fails and feminist fails, just fun stuff Ooh. like that. Um, so yeah, just give us give us a few uh, podcasts to really get going with this. We're new to this kind of thing, uh, but yeah. So just thanks for holding up with us. Uh, here's Braden Meyer with what he'll be doing. Uh, yeah, I'm just going to be uh, running kind of the technical side of things. Um, I'm also going to be looking up a lot of the news stories that we're going to be talking about. Um, and just in general, being a member of the podcast, uh, providing my input as well as these fellows. And, you know, I want to I really thank uh, Laser Productions for allowing us to uh, put this on. And um, it should be a great show. Stay tuned. I mean, it's going to take a couple episodes, like Blake said, to get out the kinks. But um, once we get rolling, we're going to have some fine content for you. Tommy, uh, yeah, last night's Vikings game, going into it, you really didn't know what was going to happen. Uh, Eli Manning's an unpredictable quarterback in both good and bad ways. He can come out with a solid game, throw for 250 yards plus. But last night, the Vikings defense was very dominant in that performance. Yeah, he just threw out a dud. And... Um, he couldn't throw the deep ball. You saw that in in uh, later in on in the game when he tried to throw that deep ball over to Odell and easy pick by uh, Xavier Rhodes ran that down. And you know the Vikings really dominated start to finish, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Sam Bradford threw some nice balls, and um, you know Stephon Diggs had a good game and overall very good uh, overall defense uh, game for the Vikes. Speaking of which, last night who I thought had a, a really good game was uh, Cordell Patterson. I won't say really good, but he uh, he showed he showed some uh, mm -hmm. positive move, uh, strides, uh, especially on special teams uh, with that punt. He uh, chased down their uh, punt return. I can't think of his name right now. And then that caused him to miss the ball, uh, muff it, and then uh, our special teams came in return to uh, pick that up. So, yeah, I thought special teams on def uh, for Cordell Patterson looked not bad. Yeah, I was very impressed with Cordero as well. I believe the punt returner was Dwayne Harris, if I'm not mistaken, on the Giants. But, um, yeah, we're actually showing what, seeing what Cordero can do as a first-round uh, pick, and he's really coming into his own finally. All right, let's get into the part of the Vikings game that made most Vikings fans most upset. Blair Walsh missed that, I'd say, about 30- to 40-yard field goal attempt. Uh, I believe it was in the second quarter. Uh what do you think about that? Is that acceptable anymore? I saw Zimmer. He looked a little. Uh, he looked a little mad. Uh, what do you think? You know, last year Blair actually had an all right season compared to you know what peop most people were saying about him. But this year he's just been really, really uh, inconsistent with his with his field goal kicks and um, you know wh what we look for in a kicker is consistency overall. If he's going to be able to hit those deep shots, he's also got to hit the chip shots and you know. He's just really struggling, and I can't tell what issue it is. I feel like it's confidence, but whatever it is, they better figure it out soon. Exactly. The confidence thing, I think, is huge. Uh, last year after that uh, missed, missed field goal against Seattle, that, I think that really messed with him. And coming into the season, uh, I was expecting him 
you know, like he said, to be solid at those shots. And then we saw against the Titans, uh, he missed three that game? I believe it was three, yes. Three, yeah, that's insane. But let's focus on the positives. Vikings defense, even though facing some adversity with those injuries, they keep showing us that they can make things happen, uh, sack the quarterback, rush, uh, and, and stop that stop their, the other team's offense. All right, so let's uh, talk real, really quickly. Uh, what, what do you think is going to happen? Uh, Vikes-Texans, next game, then they got the bike bye week. What's happening in that Texans game? Uh, you know, they're going to have to go up against one of the best uh, defensive ends in the uh, entire NFL. That's J.J. Watt. Uh, it's going to be a going to be a tough performance but you know uh I think on the offensive s- or on the defensive side we can get things done uh stop we can uh stop their passing game stop the rushing game but it's, it's all gonna have to focus on uh the offensive defensive side for sure yeah I definitely think um whether the Texans win or not it's going to come down to our offensive line um as long as we can block their they have a lot of elite talent uh, rushing the quarterback and as long as we can shut that down and get to Brock Osweiler the Texans quarterback uh, I think the Vikings will be successful again so if you haven't heard already um, I was just scrolling through my uh, KXAN uh, like my usual morning routine and uh, I found uh, I found this article in that in the liner was clown threats increasing towards Austin area schools and I didn't know since um, Halloween is less than a month away. I didn't, you know, are like kids dressing up and walking around. Like what's, like what, what is going on here? So we have a little bit of a reaction video. Um, we're on the website right now. Um, I'm just gonna read the article, and uh, we got a little video. I'm not gonna read the whole article because um, obviously time concerns. But uh, and then we'll watch the video and see what you guys think. Well, you know, Tommy, we're not, or Austin isn't the first uh, area in uh, the United States to have this. Uh, a few years ago, I believe it was in Jacksonville, Florida, they had something like this. And then just in the summer, this past summer, North and South Carolina had the same thing. So it's sweeping uh, across the U.S. Ra- rather rapidly. Okay, guys, um, so let's just get started on this article. Um, with Halloween less than one month away, what may seem like clowning around his Austin area schools on high alert after numerous threats have, made, have been made over the weekend. In the past week, several local schools have investigated social media threats made by people dressed as clowns against the schools or claims of clown sightings on campus. Those threats increased this past weekend on social media for these Austin area schools. It goes on Austin, Eastside Memorial High School, um, a lot of high schools, probably about eight or nine. Um, threats of many kinds against of our school students and staff will be investigated immediately and are not tolerated. We encourage our community to report threatening behavior of any kind so police may investigate and we can work together to keep our campus safe. Um, yeah, that would, that is what, uh, the uh, Austin ISD said to a letter in parents. So my one question is this is Austin, what Austin, is this Austin, Texas or is this Austin, Minnesota. Is this Texas? Um, I'm not sure where this is coming I'm from. I'm not too clear. We're going to watch the video right now, and um, we'll just look at that. Involving people dressed as scary clowns have local school districts spending a lot of time and resources to keep children protected. Today in Houston, a 14-year-old student was charged in connection to a threat there, but the sheer number of threats and unspecific nature are making things difficult. I would hope that... Um, these posts start to to lose 
attraction. School districts across the country, including right here at home, have been trying to stop the spread of fear associated with clowns. Some of the threats can be, you know, we'll be at your campus on this date or at this time. Um, um, we're going to be there to do harm to people. We're going to be there to uh, kidnap people. Austin ISD Police Chief Eric Mendez says seven of their high schools and three middle schools have all been mentioned in various posts on social media. We have to take every threat seriously. Uh, we can't discard any one threat and say, well, it's just someone playing a prank. Step one is beefing up security on the campus in question. Next, officers try to follow the internet trail. Just because you post it on social media and you delete it or take it down, doesn't mean it goes away. They're also enlisting help from the Austin Regional Intelligence Center, trained at tracking down terroristic threats. A 16-year-old teen was stabbed. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's tragic. That's truly tragic. Mary Ochoa has been following the news out of Pennsylvania, where someone in a clown mask killed a 10th grader. She regularly dresses up as a clown herself, but the friendly type. There was concern at first how it would affect the business. The calls are coming in, so I think people really do know the difference. For police, see it, report it, let us look into it, don't share it, don't cause it to grow. In addition to the Austin ISD, several other school districts, including Hayes and San Marcos CISD, are investigating these types yeah. of threats. There's been an, someone has gotten yeah, hurt. there's been an attack, yeah. So if they were just playing around, trying to, like, get people scared, yeah. that's one thing. But if they're out there with knives trying to stab, stab people, trying yeah. to hurt people, that that's totally different. So um, now we know that. So now we have a different perspective on this whole ordeal. Okay, no, no, no. Now from we us knowing nothing about this from them stabbing than from killing. So this escalated very quickly, obviously. Seems like an innocent prank when you just think about it, but then... Yeah, then you bring the knives murder, in it, then, right. you, then you get the murder. Yeah. Oh, these must be some twisted people. Yeah, who, and it's multiple, isn't it? Who the heck does I'm really this? sure it's multiple. Wow. That's interesting. You know, I had heard a bit of that earlier on today, just, you know, hanging out around, you know, the water cooler, listening to what people were saying. And I had heard of some um, of this happening locally, actually, uh, it closes Rochester. I heard from someone that, uh, was, a uh, clown was seen outside of a school, um, which definitely this is a scary thing, but my question is what is, what is the bit? What, why are people doing this? This, to me, this makes no sense. You know, uh, well, I think it's just maybe do, to do with Halloween, but then you think, well, they're not just standing around on a school campus at night. It seems to have grown through social media. Yeah, and uh, then they're uh, allegedly stabbing it, people. Is and it, it some sort of club? It, are they related? Are they? Yeah, well, it's yeah this related. But I mean, are all these clowns? Do they know each other? I, I guess that's for the police to figure out or do their work. I mean, we're now sort of private investigator, but. Um. Okay. So. Let's move on to our next segment. Segment. Um, we're doing uh, top tens, and to start off the top tens, we're gonna do uh, top ten box office reviews from this past weekend. And uh, coming in at number ten, we have Snowden with a weekend gross of one point nine million dollars. Yeah, you know, uh, I actually saw that movie last uh, weekend or two weekends ago. It's uh, it's a it's about an average movie. There's not a whole ton of action. I wouldn't watch it again. Um, but I am pretty impressed with that number. Snowden's been out for a couple weeks now, and they're still grossing at um, almost $2 million, which is very impressive. 
next at number nine, we have Bridget Jones' Baby uh, with uh, 2.3 uh, million weekend gross. Um, I haven't seen that one yet. Yeah, I don't know very much about that movie. Sounds some sort of horror film, maybe, or no, something like that. Is it not horror, maybe? I have maybe? no idea. I haven't even I'm seen not sure. That's I, uh, a lot so of money, though. Sounds really good, st- good amount yeah, of money. stupid. All right, uh, coming in at number uh, eight, we have Don't Breathe. With a weekend gross of again two point three million, I believe that's a horror movie. It's a horror film, and it it had been getting rave reviews last time I saw. But I'm I'm not a big horror fan. But for those who are big horror fans, uh, this is the movie for you. If you haven't already seen it, you should go out and see it right now. Again, pulling in big box numbers, um, almost two and a half million dollars again. And I believe that's another one of those movies that's been out for two or three weeks by now, so uh, Don't Breathe, doing very well. Next up at number uh, seven, we have Queen of Kuwait. That's uh, coming in at uh, uh, roughly 2.5 million in the weekend gross. Uh, Again, don't know much about that movie. No idea. Let's move on to the next one. Um, It looks like at number six, we have Masterminds uh, with a weekend gross. 2016 looks like it's a remake. Yeah, a remake with uh, 6.5 million in the weekend gross. Holy cow. Yep, just came out this weekend, it looks like. Um, uh, Interesting to see. Uh, I've never seen the first Masterminds, so, um, but, you know, remakes. You never know what you're going to get. Exactly. Uh, Number five, we have Sully with still big numbers at 8.2 million. That came out. Two or three weeks ago. Yeah. Two weeks ago. I'm excited to watch that movie. I think I might come uh, go see that this weekend, maybe. Um, it looks very good. Tom Hanks, obviously an incredible actor. And an incredible I know, story. Yeah, I know he'll do a very good job in this one. Um, and I'm excited for this movie. $8 million. Incredible. Number four, we have Storks with the weekend gross of $13.4 million. That's that animated movie. Yes, it's an animated movie. Uh, Yeah, right. Weird. And then uh, number three, we have The Magnificent Seven. Again, 2016, maybe a remake. Not sure. And that's pulling in about $15.6 million. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's uh, kind of a Western action Mm -hmm. movie. Um, Mm -hmm. The guy from, uh, what's the movie? Guardians of the Galaxy is in that. Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt's in that. And uh, yeah, I'm not so sure about that one. And then number two, this is the movie I've been wanting to see, is Deepwater Horizon. Uh, that's coming in at $20.2 million in the weekend gross. That's the movie about the BP oil spill, is it? Yes, about yeah. the BP oil spill. Yeah, yeah. Looks... I've been hearing a lot of really, really good reviews on that one. Um, it might be up for a lot of awards come the end of the year. And then at number one, we have Miss Perigi- What is that? Paragons. I'm not, I've got Paragons no idea. Home for... I'm two twenty-eight million dollars. Oh my gosh, that's insane! You can't even pronounce the name, but it's at twenty mil, twenty-eight million dollars. It's crazy. So that's the box office reviews for this last weekend. Let's get into another top ten. Keep of, it with the top tens. We got uh, absolute worst foods to eat. Tommy, this one's yours. Okay, guys. So I was just looking to see, um, you know, some top tens. I find that amusing. Uh, uh, so I just searched up, you know, top 10 absolutely worst foods to eat because sometimes those will surprise you. Um, so at number 10, we have soda. Not I mean, th- that's not a surprise. I mean, it's terrible for your teeth. Um, I mean, the acidity really varies like the pH levels do. But I mean, overall, overall, I mean, it's pretty bad for With your sugar. content. It, it's bad for your teeth. And it, it, 
I mean, when I'm mid-season in, in a sport and I and I drink a few pops in the weekend, uh, really I I can tell. I can yeah. tell. So uh, let's go on to number nine. Artificial oh. sweeteners. I can't. Well, they, I've heard about well, that. I actually have it. I've heard those are, you know, good substitutes for, you know, sugar. So I wouldn't say the good. The problem with them well, is they're just They're artificial. advertising them as if they are good. Oh, yeah. That's what everything does. The problem with them is everything in them is not it's not real. It's all oh, no. fake stuff. Well, it's it, all made in a lab. Yeah, that's it's, that's it's the in, big problem. It's in the name, artificial. Yeah, so, exactly. All right, let's go to number eight. Shelf-stable condiments. I, I can see that. Really? Yeah, okay, so so in the picture, we, we have um, what it looks, uh, mustard. It's we got packets that you get at yeah. McDonald's. Oh, okay. Oh, well, okay, well, shelf-stable condiments. Hmm? That doesn't surprise me though when you think. Well, of okay. Well, they have to put a lot of um, shell, salt. They have to put a lot of sodium in it to make it shelf stable. It's shelf stable, you know. Like it's yeah, it's got to be sustainable, like enough to stay on there for a long period of time. Exactly, but no refrigeration. So mm-hmm. Okay, so doesn't surprise me. Swordfish and some tuna. Was it from the lead or mercury content or the fat? Because you know sometimes saturated fat. No. Okay, so good. Sir. They're low in saturated fats and full of omega three fatty acids. Oh, they also contain mercury. Because the con- mm. contaminated water, yeah. Yeah. I, I knew something. Yeah, because I've heard plenty about um, fish stuff being very, very healthy for you, but specifically, it looks like swordfish and tuna with the from the mercury levels. So obviously, you you don't want mercury in your mm-hmm. system. No. Okay, let's go on to number six here. Processed meat. Well, <laughs> yeah, I've heard I've heard so much about you know the McDonald's, the chicken nuggets, the paste. Um, right here we have. Cancer. Yeah, just Hot underlined work. cancer. Um, a lot of cardio- cardiovascular diseases that you can get from these, um, you know, like cancer and stuff like that. They've done a lot of research on them. Um, they say people who regularly eat 50 grams, about two ounces of processed meat, that equals one hot dog or one to two slices of lunch meat, um, have a 42% greater risk of heart disease. Holy cow. Type in twenty or percent of type two diabetes. That's crazy. Well, so that really ups your odds of getting it. Definitely, yeah. Later on, yeah. Ah. My okay. So I don't know. It microwave popcorn yeah. coming at number five. I don't know if that's because of the bag or. I think it's from know. the microwave. Okay, like, so it says movie theater popcorn may be bad for you because of the oils it's popped in, but at least making it doesn't. It's also no one's brown. Yeah, I'm not even going to try. <laughs> Bronchiectosis obliteram, something like that. I think it has to do with the microwave. And so like butter flavor microwave popcorn does not really get its flavor from butter. Yeah. It gets it from chemicals and flavoring agents. Well, diactyl is what most people will point a finger at when they talk about how the health risks of microwave popcorn. Diactyl is a butter, butter flavoring. Uh, yeah. I mean, they're using they're using it in a lot of stuff. It seems like. Yeah. So I would have thought that it was from the bag because I have heard that uh-huh. cancerous um, substances name. are in the bag. So, number four, bagels. Whoa. I love bagels. <laughs> okay. Well, this is a pretty short round. Um, your average bagel is going to cost you about three hundred fifty calories. Wow. 
That's before you add any toppings. Wow. I don't know, but you, I love smothering my bagel in butter. Cream cheese. I'm a cream cheese yeah. person. Yeah, I have heard, though, that, you know, specific to, like, the grains and stuff are, are getting more and more bad to you with, you know, gluten and stuff like that. But specifically bagels, I... Like, yeah, like you said, Blake, we all love bagels. We all love, you know, well, I wanna, in the morning. Well, I want to know, is that from um, the big distributors, like at grocery stores? Or, like, like can you... Homemade ones, yeah. Yeah, because we, we have a shop here in our hometown, um, Old Town Bagels, where you can get bagels that fresh made every day. I want to know, do you have the same risks of buying those bagels as you would buying from a store? Uh, I see with the hometown, like our, the more local shop, the homemade ones. They just have a lot of more the calorie stuff in it, the, the stuff, a lot of more butter and. Well, I'll take that over. Oh you know. yeah, the factory made, which they're putting more mm-hmm. uh, preservatives in it. But yeah, All both right. of them have their uh, dev- uh, their evils and stuff. Okay, well let's go to number three. Ah uh, yes. Stick margarine, which yeah. really is just y- chemically. Yeah. Uh, it's made in a factory, uh, not made from real dairy. It's. Especially the stick, because you know they they have to form it into the stick. The stuff in the containers, you know, it's still bad, but it's not as bad as the stick. Um, you know, it has a lot of fat. Uh, it just if you can stick to butter, eat the butter. It's it's gonna be it's just a yeah. You you know anything artificial, it's not gonna be it's, good. No. Dairy. Well, mm, yeah. You know, I've heard that before. If, yeah. you're, if you're worried about saturated fat and dairy, you could switch to non-fat milk, but you're still not escaping a few other unhealthy things. Wow, these are some big words. <laughs> Looks like some hormone, growth yeah. hormones. Uh, you know, genetically um, an engineer, uh, you, you're going to find that in a lot of foods these days. Yeah. yeah. Um, so number two, I wouldn't think that's number two. Anything, Anything deep, deep fried, fried. Obvious. Number one. Deep fried, obviously. Um, you know, it's coming from that oil. And even in the oil, I'm fairly sure there is, um, you know, those um, chemicals that you don't want in any of your food. They have to use the shortening for some of those, which um, deep fried foods are the weakness of many, even First Lady Michelle Obama has confessed her love to French fries. Well, okay, guys, so we are going to wrap up our first podcast i'm very excited to start this long journey of podcasts um i thought today was fun and very productive um so if you guys like these tune in um we're gonna have podcasts at least once a week i mean we're gonna try our best out here but uh i'm gonna turn it over to blake and uh, see what he has to say you know thanks for listening again as tommy said uh we're still getting some of this technical stuff figured out uh getting it approved so we can upload these more often um, the quality for sure is going to get better as we uh, keep making more of these. So just stick with us and give us a chance, and we'll hope to deliver on that. Brayden? Yeah, you guys all pretty much said it all. Um, so I think with that, we can wrap up the podcast. So this is Braden Meyer for Blake and Tommy saying thank you, and this has been the Fire Hour presented by Laser Productions. <laughs>